0: Everyone and welcome to the 153rd episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hi guys. How's it going, man? Tired for some reason. It's Saturday. I can align with that. It's it's Sunday here, and yeah, it's it's super. Uh, I'm super on the tired side. Yeah, I sh- I, I should sh- I sh- I
1: sh- I sh- I sh- be playing video games right now, but I'm like, I'm not in the mood to play video games.
0: <laughs> I know. I want to. I, I really want to play through uh, Shenmue because that oh. uh, the HD version just came out and I bought it on PC. Is it
1: good? Is there any like bugs in
0: it? I haven't touched it yet. I've only downloaded it, but everything that I've heard is that this is a excellent port. That's okay, but... which is really like kind of surprising to hear, but like very reassuring. I'm kind of so surprised
1: that it's that. out now. Like I was literally thinking of bringing my Dreamcast on my original Xbox from my grandparents. Yeah. Cuz I have both, you know, the Dreamcast the original version and then I have the original sequel on the original yeah. Xbox. But they're like, now I don't have to because now I can just buy it on the PS4.
0: Exactly. And speaking of which, uh, so for Shenmue 2, uh, Shenmue 2 on the Xbox was actually a port because the original was obviously released on Dreamcast, but then Dreamcast failed and then they ported it to, to Xbox and the Xbox version had some stuff added to it to make it better. But then there's some other things that people don't actually like. For example, like in combat scenes, they added motion blur but it's not like the nice motion blur we know of today it's like the really bad motion blur that you remember like back from the PS2 where you keep seeing like like all these ghost images yeah. every time anybody moves so apparently this the new version of Shenmue 2 takes all the good things that came from the Xbox remaster and throws out all the bad stuff including the the bad motion blur so that's uh, good news for you, I guess. Yeah, it is. But um, I actually
1: bought Yakuza 0
0: today because it was part of yes! the PlayStation
1: hits. So I got it for... Finally! Yes, yes. It was 20 bucks, but I still have the Gamers Club unlocked, even gotcha. though you know they got rid of it. They're, they're still yeah. honoring it for and still in the program, and I got it for like 15 bucks.
0: Great. So I can't wait to hear uh, how you fare with Yakuza. All I'll say is for anyone, including you, Chiro, for anyone starting... Just muscle through until chapter three. Just muscle through. Uh, I guess through and uh, until you complete chapter three. Just muscle through it. Because I'll admit it starts a little bit on the slow side. But once you get through chapter three, the main story really gets going. And it is insane. That is that is my best recommendation for the Yakuza, uh, Yakuza 0 muscle through to chapter 3. Once you've done that, you'll know why it's so popular and really cool. Okay, so. I'll do that's it. That's just my my recommendation and it, sh- it honestly really shouldn't take that long to to get through to chapter 3. And I think in total there's like maybe 15-16 chapters, something like that. So it's a, you know, it's a longer game, but uh, once you get to chapter 3, you'll see why people love it so much. So, uh, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at Union. We have a two-segment show today. We have news and questions. In the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Our Patreon executive producers for today are as follows. We've got Blue Machine, who's at Blue Machine on Twitter, Nahika Blaui, Lewis James, Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero, Chris Morales, Eric Decker, who's at Choco Taco, Marcus Carnecki, Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen, who's at Massacre23. Zach Doronto, who's at ZDoronto58. Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson. David Calro. Darren Matthews, who's at Doobster73. And Churro, if you could take these last ones.
1: We got Joseph Robertson, at who is at Pokemon Trainer J. Josh McNabb at JTK9. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. We have Mike. And then we have Mike Shirley Donnelly, who is at Curious Quail, Muhammad Quaim, Nico Gonzalez, who is at Nick underscore neck 95. We have Patrick, then we have Rachel Casterson at Uba Yun Ray, Rob Porter at Scorti Bertie 1, Tobias Cappy, who is at The Tobias Cappy, Tyson Wildman, who is at Ty Wallman 1, Vitanitas at at V underscore Tron 5000, Zach Porter at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone at Apes
0: Type Novels. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And in the way of announcements for the Kingdom Hearts Union Deep Dive stream, uh, our next Birth by Sleep stream will be starting August 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And I'll just say that this will be a good time to catch up if you, uh, haven't been, uh, watching, uh, recently because we'll be starting up the next character in the Birthplace Sleep trio because we just finished up Terra. So the next will be Ventus. Dun, Yay. Dun, dun, dun. Yay. So our, uh, our Twitch channel can be found at Twitch TV slash KH Union. All right. Moving on to the news. There's Cheryl. news. There's news. There's, sure, there's a lot of news. Yeah, I'm surprised.
1: There, I mean, something are, happened this
0: this week. I know. W- was this all from Gamescom? Was that was that? Yeah, by this was? It was
1: all from Gamescom.
0: Okay. That's what I figured. So, yeah, uh we have a one, a two, a three, three interviews. So, uh there there and there's like definitely I'm not, I won't lie, this is not gonna, these are not earth-shattering interviews, but I think there's a lot of very interesting and reassuring insights in these interviews, so I hope you guys enjoy this. So, our first interview comes from VG247, and I think this one, I think this interview was done with, um... What's his name? Uh, Alex? Uh, was it Alex Donaldson? Yeah, yeah, Alex Donaldson. Okay, yeah. So we we know him. So yeah, we he do. Got to Interview Namora. He's he's a cool guy. So, uh, anyways, uh, our first bit of information comes uh, uh, come to us about the Gummy Ship, and uh, basically Tetsuya Namora's sort of philosophy as to what the Gummy Ship is all about. So, in terms of the Gummy Ship. Uh basically uh his vision of what gummy ships have been in the past, in Kingdom Hearts 1, the Gummy Ship held mostly symbolic significance. And I think <laughs> I think Namura really chose his words very carefully here because when he describes Kingdom Hearts 2's Gummy Ship, he's like, in Kingdom Hearts 2, it turns space travel into a fun side activity. Yeah, I Which remember him th-
1: saying that uh, like an interview years ago when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. He wanted to be able to kind of like a roller coaster type experience.
0: Exactly, exactly. But, you know, the way he described KH1 is like the most politically correct, kind of safe way to not throw shade at KH1 because it's like it held symbolic significance. That, you know, as opposed to Kingdom Hearts 2, that was a fun side activity, meaning that, you know, you know, uh, in contrast to Kingdom Hearts One, Kingdom Hearts Two's gummy ship is actually fun to do. Yeah, <laughs> which it's kind of true. Like we know, like Kingdom Hearts One's gummy ship is kind of just there, like bare bones, very bare bones. So, and and it, you know, definitely held symbolic significance. I would definitely say, like, you know, Kingdom Hearts One versus Kingdom Hearts Two's gummy ship. I I don't know about you, Cheryl, but for me personally, I think Kingdom Hearts one's gummy ship held a lot more story significance, and I think that's what Nomura is getting at with its you know symbolic significance. Yeah, they they pretty, pretty much like,
1: made it a big deal, like in the first one.
0: Yeah, and th- but in Kingdom Hearts two, it had almost nothing to do with the story. Like it really was just a side activity, you know, just something to do because it you know they they sort of made it a tradition by that point. So uh so yeah, I, I, I definitely I definitely see that that sort of relationship there. But and this is where we get to Kingdom Hearts 3. In Kingdom Hearts 3, the Gummy Ship has been envisioned to be sort of like the closest thing that Kingdom Hearts will get to an actual RPG map. And you can sort of think of it as like a like an RPG overworld, so to speak. You know, kind of like where You know, in Final Fantasy VII, when you first leave Midgar and you enter the overworld and you're, you know, walking across the planet of Gaia going to different places, you know, that is kind of how, I guess, Kingdom Hearts 3's gummy ship is being seen. Like, Churro, like, I know Nomura said in the past that the gummy ship is, you know, open world, Mm -hmm. but. Do you think he was serious? Do you think that it's kind of going to be like, you know, a big, massive, overworld kind of an experience? Do you think, like, are
1: you talking about in terms of, like, No Man's Sky?
0: Sort of. Sort of. So Okay, so here's how I'm envisioning what has been said in the interview. I don't know if this is the truth, or at least I don't know that this is, you know, properly interpreted by vg247 but at least how i interpret it is this is how i see it so i think that it's going to be as they said in the past an open world experience and you know we'll be flying through space and there'll be rocks floating out in space and you know gummy ship battles to have out in space and it'll all be seamless and you can seamlessly fly from one Disney world to another, no load screens until you get to the world and then you select it. And then you enter the world from there. Yeah. That's, you know, there'll be a load screen there. Yeah. Of course. Just just as, just as how, how it's always been, but kind of like how, you know, if you think of in the past, you know, like they said, referring specifically to an RPG map an RPG overworld, you know, When you're in Final Fantasy VII, for example, Midgar on the Overworld, there—that's not Midgar to full scale. Like it's it's kind of like a caricature of what Midgar is supposed to be. And then the next area you go to is called Calm, and that's like a small little town, and that's indicated by a small little, you know, almost diorama-looking representation of what Calm is.
1: Do you think it's gonna be something like a kind of kind of like a? In Kingdom Hearts Two, when you go to uh, Winnie the Pooh world, you have different little spots you can walk up to, and then you, when you hit it, you enter that part of the book. You know.
0: Uh, well, I'm thinking more like uh, you know, similar to uh, Kingdom Hearts Two's Gummy Ship, in okay. that so Kingdom Hearts Two's Gummy Ship, you got that overworld, right? And then in that overworld, you have these spherical representations of the world, which is kind of how it was in Kingdom Hearts 1. But at least in Kingdom Hearts 2, you could actually fly the little gummy ship around the map, like a cursor. So I think it's going to be like that, except you're actually flying the gummy ship as, you know, one-to-one scale almost. You know, And, and that's where all these, like, missions are going to take place is that you're going to be flying through these different areas. And I think the way it's going to work is there'll be different regions of space and that'll indicate, you know, what Disney world you're actually going to. And these regions, you know, they'll sort of funnel you in the direction of the Disney world. But when you actually get to the Disney world, it's going to be how we always saw them in the past. You know, it's kind of like a, a planet looking shape, you know, kind of exaggerated. Like, it's not a, a world you're, act- you're not going to actually land on it. You'll go up to it, and it'll ask you if you want to land there or maybe save your game or whatever. And, and I think that's pretty much all it'll be. But in terms of the stuff in between, I think that's going to be as detailed as we've seen in the past, like with the Kingdom Hearts 2 gummy ship. Because, I mean, from what we've already seen... That that small little clip of the gummy ship, it looked pretty detailed, like you know overall. So I yeah. think it's going to be like that. Churro, what what is your take on what you think the gummy ship is going to be like? Do you think it's going to be that seamless?
1: I think I mean it's got to be that seamless. Like you said, the only loaded scenes I can think of would be when you exit to the gummy ship, and then when you arrive at the world. I mean, because yeah, there's no way that's going to be able to load. You know, via like No Man's Sky where you. Yeah, you go, go from, from the one, one space world to all the
0: way down to the planet surface. No, that's not gonna happen. Yeah.
1: So I think you pretty much nailed it right there, the way it's gonna yeah. be handled, because it's the only way that, I mean with those with the how big each world is gonna be and how big the gummy ship's gonna be, you know, they, yep. they gotta have to have low times for them.
0: So I definitely think the idea of this being like an RPG map is definitely a good description. I guess the main difference is unlike RPG maps of the past this one allows you to have full 360 degree movement. So that's that's going to be, you know, you'll, you'll be able to move left, right, forward, back, and also up and down. So that's full six degrees of freedom. So that's going to be really neat. I, I can't wait to see how this, like, <laughs> all works. Like, I, I just want, before launch, I want to see them fly to a Disney World. I just want to see what that looks like. Please show me Do you me think that.
1: do you think we'll get more gummy ship footage in the uh, next trailer? I,
0: I, I think so. I think so cuz we really didn't get that much. I I don't know about next trailer, but I think I think very soon we'll see more of the gummy ship because there's definitely there's definitely a lot to it and you know, definitely as they're getting closer to release, you know, th- this th- they're definitely they'll definitely show more. So that's that, that's definitely my opinion on it. Uh, next bit of info from the VG twenty four seven news is that original content. Uh, uh, so the uh, expectations for original content are actually higher than ever with Kingdom Hearts three, and yes, Nomura goes uh, on. To, yeah, Nomura goes on to say the original stuff has grown and multiplied over the years. So there are more opportunities where the player has to be exposed to it the fans now have even higher expectations towards the original elements than before. Kind of not surprising
1: because, you know, it's... You know, it's Nomura wants this to go in the direction he wants it to rather than, you know, what anybody else tells him to do it. So, you know, I'm kind of glad he's, you know, making more and more original so that it stands on its
0: own, you know? Exactly. So, I think you know, this is kind of a great opportunity because if you remember with like kingdom hearts two, one of the bigger complaints about the Disney worlds. And we, I talked about it a lot during my kingdom hearts two playthrough on the deep dive stream is that a lot of the Disney worlds felt like filler. Like they didn't really relate to the main con the main plot of the, of the game. I think with all the con, all the original content they have to get through, I don't think Nomura really has a choice. I think he pretty much always has to be constantly covering content from the main plot. So I think uh, a lot of people who had those kinds of complaints back in the Kingdom Hearts 2 game, you know, I think, you know, this this could be a, a great solution for that. And we've already seen towards that end, so far, all the Kingdom Hearts worlds that we've seen have had some sort of Organization 13 member associated to it. And in Kingdom Hearts 2, they had that too, but that really didn't play into it until you were getting into the second half of the game. When you were doing your second visits to the worlds, that's when the organization members really were, you know, having a role in the worlds. Whereas in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's happening from the beginning. And the reason we know that is that uh, the scenes that we've seen with Zigbar, Sora is still wearing his Kingdom Hearts 2 outfit. So that sort of indicates to you that even as early as the first Disney World Olympus Coliseum, right from the get go, we're going to be dealing with, you know, organization members.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to start out with a bang. It's kind of like because you know how if you if you got rid of the Rockus, Roxas segment in Kingdom Hearts two, yep. you know, and you go straight to you know Sorok meeting you know Yen said, then his first visit
0: is Hollow Bastion, and guess who you see? Exactly, basically you see organization or, the, members right away. Yep. So I think it's definitely going to be more along those lines. And yeah, I think there's going to be a lot less filler because there's just so much to cover. Like this is like literally they've set up so much stuff over the past, you know, decade more or less. Like there's a lot to cover. There's really a lot to cover. So I can't wait to see how they jam pack it all in. And moving from there, there's also a uh, live developer uh, playthrough stream uh with sun sunil sunil from yeah, sunil. uh yeah from uh square enix europe i believe is yes that square enix is? Europe. yeah that's where he's working he is he taking over for dan is that is that my understanding
1: i believe so i think he's the um uh let me check
0: so yeah, I think he's in. He, I think he's in the community manager role because I know. Because I was wondering. Because like when I was at E3, I was like, "Where's Dan? Where's Dan?" And he's not been around. And yeah, like, he's the community he's manager moved...
1: for Square Enix Japan titles on Square Enix Europe. So he covers gotcha. like all the the big name Japanese title for Square Enix Europe. And uh, and he was sense. actually at the kh three premiere event as well. He was one of the main like yeah. uh, people who was like that. Because you know, normally it's like Coyote or. You know, back then it used to it used to be um Sam Shea, but then it became yeah. then it was uh, Coyote. Now it's Sunil. Sunil was the main person talking, you know, doing all the main like talking to us about what the Premier event was, what we we're expecting and That's great. You know, so he seems you know, he's he's stepping up and and I'm so happy for him.
0: Yeah, definitely. He seems like a nice guy. So uh, anyway, uh in the IGN interview they talked a bit about the uh, hidden Mickeys and that uh basically players are gonna be rewarded for finding uh hidden Mickey emblems placed throughout the game uh this kind of reminds me of something well it kind of kind of reminds me of two things the the first more obvious thing is zero point two how you know as aqua you could go around and like do all these side things like find random emblems or you know find the uh the twelve zodiac uh emblem things for the uh for the secret and the secret boss fight or like there's also like you know look at the shooting star but it kind of also reminds me of something from kingdom hearts one the trinity marks in a way like it kind of reminds me of that i don't think we'll get you know that kind of experience i don't think it's going to be like exactly like the trinity marks i kind of wish it was you know, you just see the hidden Mickey and then it explodes with, like, money and HP balls and, you know, a random item. I would love to see that. Do you think but, Do you think uh, we'll
1: use whatever that mobile device store gets to, like, have to take a picture of it?
0: That would be really neat. I think that's a lot better because, like, like, if you remember, like, as Aqua, where it was like, oh, you know, look, look at the shooting star. It was kind of, like, weird because, like, the way you had to do it because there was no like no first person thing like you kind of just have to like point your camera in the general direction of it so I think if you know if, if it's like you say where you know Sora uses his mobile device it'll make a little bit more sense you know like oh how do you how do you like you know see the hidden mickeys oh well you like you have to pull you pull out your camera and you take a picture of it like that's that that makes a lot more sense to me it's a lot more of a defined thing not just you know, happen to like look in the general direction of the hidden Mickey, like that. That seems kind of vague to me. So I I prefer your way, Churro.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think that's cool. You think this is gonna, <laughs> you think this is gonna be a requirement for the secret ending, finding all the hidden Mickeys? Probably like in like the standard mode, maybe. But because you yeah, know, usually
1: you have to complete the journal on standard. True. True. So yeah, I maybe think in standard. like pride mode. Proud or Critical, you
0: probably not. I would say even Proud mode, we might have to find the hidden Mickeys. I would say Critical, no. That's going to be my guess, is that maybe Proud mode, you have to still do it, but not Critical. But uh, that's just my guess. We don't know. I would say the other really interesting bit of news from the IGN interview, and this is more just... It's going to assuage my fears a little bit, is that the world bosses and I'm assuming he means more like the final world bosses for each world are going to be hidden secrets until the actual launch of the game. And Churro, I'm so happy. I'm so yes, happy Yes, same that. here. It's also really neat to think that, so wait, all the world bosses that you've shown us so far have not been the final bosses? No. What? I don't know if I buy that 100% and I'll tell you why, Churro. Like, what world boss well, I guess you could have probably answered this really easily, but what world boss in Olympus Coliseum is above the Titans? Because we saw the Rock Titan, and then recently we saw all the other Titans. Like, what could possibly come after that?
1: It, well, you never know, because, like, you know, Zigbar did say, you know, he was taunting Sora a bit. So, you know, True, there mean, is, this, is, there this is, is, is where they're going. Because remember, Kingdom Hearts 2, they kind of toyed with him. Yeah. You know, this time, seems, you know, they're seeing, they're seeing his strength now. So now they're yeah. actually really going... Full force it just with seems him.
0: crazy cuz now that I'm thinking about it, so you got Rock Titan, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got that big heartless that we saw that was in the 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 town that was like you yeah. know, throwing his arm around like that, bashing things up. Then you got all the three other titans, you know, Ice Titan, the Tornado one, and the Volcano one. And then presumably Hades? maybe and then maybe zigbar like how how many bosses does this does one world have the,
1: world, the worlds are huge so they gotta I know
0: this is crazy and i know with like toy story so far like i i guess you could kind of call the, the 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 gigas fight that's kind of a boss fight a little bit it, and it's
1: only it's only not it's only like a they you know, they they're called mid boss fights, you know. The- yeah, those
0: are mid boss fights. There's that one. Then there's also later on. There's the uh, the dinosaur uh, dinosaur uh, action figure guys. Mm-hmm. That's yep. kind of a boss. And then later on, there's the the creepy gothic doll. Yep. That...
1: And, and and there's obviously more because you know once you defeat yeah. that boss it just ends because you know it, you it, ju- judging by the story that that we were I was looking at when I was playing at the premiere event you yeah know, it's there's still like a long way to go with that world
0: for sure for sure so I I I can't wait to see but man just thinking about the scale of Kingdom Hearts three worlds is kind of baffling. So, yeah, moving from there, uh, on to the uh, last of the big interviews. This one comes from Javi uh, Consolas, and they ask about the localization process. And uh, we got some really interesting insight into how they are localizing Kingdom Hearts 3, which is, seems to be a little bit different than it's been in the past. So, uh, Nomura goes on to say uh, So, we've spent a lot of time making preparations, so the original text has been translated as directly as possible, whereas, the diff- whereas for the different Disney worlds, we've asked the translators to keep the original dialogue from the films. The translation for Kingdom Hearts 3 is done internally, and we follow a multi-layered process where co-director Taya Sue, who speaks English, will check the text first, and then Disney will look over it again later. So I think that's really interesting so i guess so anything that's originally written for kingdom hearts 3 so things like for example how you know rex in um you know in in the toy story world he's like oh it's yozora and all that like that original content that stuff is translated as directly as possible from the japanese but in the case of content that is directly from the movie they're going to use the the dialogue straight from the movie which i think is really cool
1: and yeah, no, i that that sounds cool too God, I'm, yeah. I'm really happy that like Nomura is really so faithful to like you know i mean he's have seen it in, in he's talked about it in interviews before but he's so faithful to You know the films and the script and everything, just all the way down to the core of you know each Disney movie, each Disney world. He's just so respectful and keeping everything the way it was. The way I'm sure that he wants to keep it that way because that's the way he, you know, not just him but all of us remember it. Because you know these Disney movies have like iconic scenes and iconic quotes, so you'll be so you know trying keeping them in is you know is a big thing.
0: Absolutely, and uh, you kind of see. I don't know how caught up you are with uh with union cross but recently the the story at least in the american side of things is we've been playing through uh the aladdin storyline and uh for aladdin uh basically all of that has been like all the dialogue has been straight from the movie like like line for line straight from the movie and it's really interesting so hopefully it's it's going to be you know something along those lines so anyway, moving on to our question segment. Our first question comes from Joseph Robertson, and Joseph asks, So in Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, we got the Three Musketeers world kind of out of nowhere. What would be your number one unexpected or unlikely Disney world for Kingdom Hearts 3? I'd like something like one of the new shows, uh, such as Miraculous Ladybug, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, or an older show like Gummy Bears. What do you think, Jero? Uh
1: I'm gonna go with Cars because, you know, Cars is like the most unlikely thing you can think of, especially when you know the entire like cast is all vehicles. So it kind of yeah, makes that... you wonder what would what kind of vehicles Sora, Donald, and Goofy would be.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like a good idea. Uh, I guess for me, maybe like so so like a TV show, maybe.
1: TV show or older or older movie because the Three Musketeers
0: was a straight to DVD <sighs> movie so it could be something true, like that as true. well. I guess for like I'm trying to think. Oh, I think Phineas and Ferb would be good. Honestly, like Phineas and Ferb, they go on these crazy adventures, and in the case of Phineas and Ferb, it's kind of like so you know how with in Dream Drop Distance with the the world that never was characters. Yeah. They set that up to be like canon, like that these the the events of Dream Drop Distance do actually happen to the actual dream the uh, Tui characters. I think you could do the same thing with Phineas and Ferb, because Phineas and Ferb they every single episode it's like this constant like reboot and like everything you know it's this constant like never ending summer and every day they they always have the same uh, formula and format and i think that would if they were gonna do a world phineas and ferb is definitely the kind of world where they could tell a story that is canon to phineas and ferb and it would totally work if not that what is that one show that was recent that was kind of cool that ended that had that guy with the kind of look illuminati ish <laughs>
1: It was like uh, a,
0: tri- a triangle with an eyeball. The, the, it was the little, the little boy and the little girl, and they would like go on mystery adventures. Gravity Falls? Gravity Falls. That's the one. I have not seen that, but I think it would work.
1: <laughs> I think that would work too. I mean, the, they're the same thing too.
0: That's like a lot of adventure for that exactly, as well. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, in terms of TV shows, those two would be my pick, so... Uh, anyway, moving on from there, we got Tabitha King who asks, "Uh, what character do you want to play the most as in Kingdom Hearts 3 other than Sora? Who would you, who would you, who would you think would be the most interesting? I would say, I mean, I would say Vanitas, because
1: I hope, because I'm like, I'm, not, I'm probably one of the few people who probably expect like a turn from Vanitas at some point. So, yeah, like, definitely, and especially given like the hints dropped in the orchestra. If you, if you listen to the hero and heroines track, like they play Venitas's theme in 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 that song. Yeah, and um, that kind of like shocked a lot of people, saying, "Huh, this this is hinting at something." So maybe I'm I'm hoping that Vinitas, you know, something happens with Venitas and Ventus to where Venitas, Vin, you know, comes over to our side. And you get to control him for a bit because you know I would love to I would love to use his dark attacks like especially oh, all the sure. times you fought him in the uh, Vanitas sentiment. Fight. Definitely, I would love to do his attacks.
0: I would also say going off of that that there have we have so many so far as as far as we can see of our good guys being stolen by Zahanor. I think it would be you know only fair that we get to steal some of his too. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's all I was gonna say. I was like, it's war, you know, you know Exactly. People are bound to be taken for a prisoner or a switch people sides. People are to
0: switch sides. So What if it's gonna be so weird. What if Vanita switches with Sora? <laughs> so Sora turns evil but then Venitas turns good. That would be so lame because see they, they they're like carbon copies of each other. Pretty much. And yeah, definitely but, don't that'd but, but do be that an tomorrow. interesting
1: case, like I, like, I, def-
0: I definitely want to play as Venus. I'm with you there, but I mean, I would I, I I can imagine want, like I wouldn't want what I just said.
1: Well, I mean, because remember how they, you know, Rox is his own person, you yes. Because and then like Venus is technically his own person because he's just darkness, yeah. but exactly. like that doesn't mean he can still grow light in him, can he? Because exactly. he, he needs ventus's heart still. So maybe when you know he merges back with with the uh, Ventus, maybe they can create separate them this time and create two. You know, Vinitas and Ventus, but they're on the side of light. You know, it's, you it, it's, it's, it's weird to say this, but it's like when it comes to Kingdom Hearts, when it comes to that, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's there's still a chance of that happening still, for some okay. reason.
0: If I had to pick one, I'm gonna go a little random. Okay, no, first, first I'll go more honest, and then I'll go a little bit more random. Okay, first one, hundred percent, I want to play Kyrie. So that's that's okay. going to be my that's going to be my number one like actual real choice. My crazy choice Donald Duck.
1: I want to play why? as Donald
0: Duck. And specifically I don't want to play as Mage Donald. Chura, I don't know if you played this Disney game back in the day. But there was a Disney game. I think it was called Maui Ballard. Where Donald Duck is dressed in a Hawaiian t-shirt and he's like kind of an explorer. But if he collects these like certain items, he turns into this crazy ninja that does all these crazy karate moves. And he's, it's like a, he wears a black gi that has like red accents on it. And then he wears like a bandana, like to sort of like mask his face. And his eyes are pure white. Like, he looks like this like possessed ninja. And I, I guess that's kind of the idea is that he's like, he's collecting these runes. And then suddenly he gets possessed by the ghost of a ninja. And then he turns into this ninja guy. I want to f- be. The Maui Mallard Ninja Donald. And I want to kick some serious butt in King Wars 3.
1: I don't think I've heard that title before. I need to look it up. I
0: highly recommend it. it. Well, I don't know if it holds up. I don't even know if it was a good game. All I remember was that was like one of my favorite games as a little kid. Was playing Maui Mallard and turning into the Ninja. The Ninja Power Up was my favorite. Because I was really bad at the platformer. By the way, it was a, it was a side scrolling platformer. I was really bad at the platformer, but I really loved turning into the ninja, because I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I'm pretty sure it's called Maui Mallor, correct me if I'm wrong, but highly recommend it. And uh yeah, I, I want Ninja Donald. He, he I, I promise you, when you see him, you're like, dang, Donald is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is the coolest I've ever seen Donald. And that says a lot because you know, you got Darkwing Duck. I would say Maui Mallard Ninja Donald is way cooler. Like, 20 times cooler than Darkwing Duck. Believe that. Mark that down. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) So, uh, this last question comes from Dan, and Dan asks, do you think the next Kingdom Hearts games will be a reboot? That is to say, do you think it'll have a new canon, completely cutting off the original, or... Will it continue with the same canon forever?
1: Um, I think it's be a mixture of both. I think it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna keep the same canon, the characters and all that, but it's gonna, they're yeah. just gonna reboot the story, to make it completely different, you know, time to move on past these nobodies and all that, you know, time for on to move on to the next step, you know, whatever exactly. that may be. I don't think. Because Nomura already stated that he, Sora's going to be the main character of Kingdom Hearts, you know, for now yeah. until when he stops. So I think he's going to make good on that promise. Yeah, Though, I, then again, you know, s- you know, judging by the way Nomura's, you know, stated about Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, with the characters kind of like separating, solely separating each other, I think. Yeah. That gives it ground that Sora might journey on and find new friends to start this journey with. That
0: could be so sad, especially since Kyrie is just... Kyrie just came back, right? Oh man, I wonder if it'll be like, uh, kind of like Pokemon, where Ash he he like travels around the world and he's constantly ditching his friends. He's like constantly ejecting his friends, and uh, especially he always ejects the girl because they always want a cute girl in in every new region. So uh, I could see Kyrie be. Being- <laughs> being that girl it's, bye Kyrie. I'm gonna get a new girl bye that'd be crazy but I'm, I'm with you Churo. I kind of want kind of the same thing where the the previous canon namely you know the Xehanort saga I want it to have happened but what I don't want is I do not want any of the conflict from the past to be significant to the future I want all the conflict to be new. I don't like, like, want like, to like I, got an,
1: like, I understand if they use it like to bring it up you know, every now and yeah, then. Yeah, they
0: mention it like yeah. in context. Like, for example, wow, this guy's way stronger than even Xehanort. Like that, okay, fine. But I don't want Xehanort to be resurrected. Please. Yes. When don't we make, kill don't Xehanort, I want him to be make... killed dead forever. And I want him to
1: never come back. Don't make him the, the Mayurisman, please. Exactly,
0: please. When we kill him, I want him dead forever. And I want him to never come back. They can talk about him. They can mention him. That's fine. I don't want... I, oh, I, what I also don't want is I don't want the quote-unquote Kadaj of Zahinort. Remember Kadaj from Advent Children where he was this fanboy of Sephiroth trying to resurrect Sephiroth? Yeah. And all he... His only existence was that he he was like really into Sephiroth, but also he was like somehow kind of a spawn of Sephiroth. I don't want that either. None yeah, of Nomura, that,
1: Amara, Please, you're the one that directed Advent Children, so please, none of that.
0: So yeah, let's let's not do anything like that. So completely brand new Valen. They can refer to the past if they want, but I want more or less the plot, the conflict, whatever goes on in the future, I want it to be original. That's what we want. Just keep it because at the end of the day, what we all really want is we want to make sure that, or at least for me, my main thing that I want from a future Kingdom Hearts title is I want to be able to say to someone, You know, If they watch a Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, for example, and they say, wow, that looks cool, do I have to play the prior games? I want to be able to say no. I want to say you can absolutely start here and be just fine. I want to be able to say that. And I'm not saying that because I don't want people to play the past games. I'm saying that because I think it's easier to get people interested in the series with a newer game than an older game. Because with an older game, there could potentially be a lot of flaws with it, things that just don't hold up. And if you're just getting started, you don't have any attachment to that series, and it's going to be a lot harder to forgive those flaws. And I experienced that precisely with Yakuza, the Yakuza series. And that's why I've been recommending to you, Chiro, and to everyone listening, Yakuza Zero, because Yakuza Zero is the new entry point into the Yakuza series. It's brand new. They take all the new innovations that they've made over the course of making all the Yakuza games. They take all those innovations and they make a new entry point into the series. So if somebody asks me, do I have to play Yakuza 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 before I play Yakuza 0? No. Play Yakuza 0. You'll be just fine. And if you decide after playing Yakuza 0 that you like Yakuza, then absolutely go on and play some of the other games. And some of those games are going to be kind of old and janky, but by then you might love Yakuza. And if you love the series, you might be okay with a janky game. If you don't love the series, jank is not going to go well for you. (laughs) You know, like you got to already love that sort of thing. If you're going to accept older games that have a little bit of jank. So I think that for me is why I want a game that is more of a reboot You know, practically speaking, I want it to be a reboot, but I don't want it to totally delete the past because, yeah, we've been playing these games for so long. Like, I don't want it to be all for nothing. So I I guess that's 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 where we'll leave that. But yeah, more or less, like we said, a mixture of both would be good. So anyway, moving on to our music segment, our music for this episode is a cover of Kyrie. Speaking of Kyrie, we, we rarely have covers of this, but it's definitely one of my favorite themes. This one comes from Znarky on YouTube, and that's uh, spelled X N A R K Y. So it's like Snarky but with an X. And this is uh Kyrie's theme jazz ballad cover. Really Ooh, jazz ballad, Really melancholic, real chill. So if you like jazz, just chill and relax. And I'm enjoy. actually
1: betting it in the jazz, like ever since i've been playing ever since i played persona 5 i've been into jazz and as for a sure. jazz
0: yeah persona it's got like this really interesting jazzy sound to it it's it's also very unique like it's jazz but it's not like a hundred percent just jazz it's like a little rock in it too it's really cool persona 3 is that kind of jazz but then also rap so yeah whenever, whenever we get you to play persona 3 just be ready for that Oh, well, I already listened to the soundtrack, so I'm oh, really yeah. wrong with it. Oh, man. The the raps in that are, like, the cheesiest thing ever. It's like, but it works. dance, gonna put you in a trance. It's like, oh, my God. It works. So, I, well, I mean, it, it worked for its time back then. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, if you can, if you can, like, just, like, suspend all disbelief and just enjoy it for what it is, like, you'll get into it. It's so good. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's our music segment. Uh, as for the next episode, the next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 11th of September. And as always, if you guys like the show, please subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. Yeah. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or...
1: Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion.
0: And remember... As always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Union. And if you guys want your questions answered on the show, please send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, Chiro. It is that time again. It is goodbye time. It is. Um, I'm surprised we got actually got news coming out of Gamescom. Normally... Um, normally there's nothing but <laughs> and, and to be fair it's kind of like the news that we got out of this it's not like super groundbreaking it's more like clarification than yeah. anything but I'm more it, surprised
1: Nomura was there cause like they yeah. didn't make a big deal
0: that he was there I know like <laughs> to see Nomura was there like man maybe he was uh, secretly there for uh, you know location scouting maybe he wants to get get some scenes from uh cologne germany into either kingdom hearts or ff7 remake you never know
1: yeah i mean yeah maybe he's just there just to do you know little interviews like like we just yeah. had right now little interviews here and there just just for the sake of being you know Gamescop being the biggest video yeah. game expo and then the europe I
0: specifically uh remember that the inspiration part of the inspiration for uh final fantasy versus 13 was Tetsuya Nomura's trip to Venice, Italy for the Venice Film Festival for Advent Children. He went there, took a bunch of pictures, loved it, and thought, this world, this place should be in a game. So, th- there was the spawning for the idea of Altitia from, uh, you know, from what was going to be at Versus thirteen, but ended up being uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. So, just that interesting little side note. For you guys, if you didn't know, that, and Nomura wasn't kidding film. when he
1: said that. He, he, he finds anything and everything as an inspiration for his work,
0: absolutely, absolutely. You know, they, they the classic uh writer's thing is that you know, write what you know, and in Nomura's case, that's you know, everywhere he goes in his travels and stuff for game development because that seems like all the things that seems like all he has time for is making video games because, like, man, that poor guy. always so busy so uh anyway churl, say goodbyes bye guys thanks for tuning in and as
1: always we always uh appreciate your support
0: absolutely and i'm brandon saying goodbye this has been a kingdomheartsunion.com production